Good evening, it's Thursday Night Live. How is everyone? I just got out of work, I don't know about all of you. Hopefully you had a good day, hi babe. So, um, last week was a lot of fun. We shared our message and it happened to be the same time that the Avalon Lancers were doing their drive-by parade graduation. So for those of you that turned in last week, you were like, well, were they done or did they get raptured or like, what was that? Um, we ran outside so we could cheer for every graduate that went by and we really needed to do that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so welcome back. Thanks for those of you that from all over the island and California and the state that enjoy tuning into us. We love having connection with you. We love when you tell us what you're thinking. We tell you when you comment and we just feel really close to you and it's just it's a great way to be. So anyway, we've got a great message for you tonight, and um, I'm going to let my husband start, and we'll take it from there. Good. You know, um, last week, I, I know those of you that did try to see it, it was pretty staticky. Uh, was, it we was? Were able, yeah, it was really bad. I was able to figure out what the problem is. So my hope, I tested it just before we went on, so I'm hoping that it's going to be okay. Um, but uh, basically, this is a message, the second part of the New Humanity, uh, mm -hmm. part two. And I'm going to share a little bit about what I spoke of last week to kind of catch you up. Um, the, um, a new humanity. A new humanity, Jesus often referred to himself as the son of man, which can rightly be translated the real human. Mm -hmm. so, so he was talking about, being, as a son of man, he was, he was ex expressing to the people that he was different, mm -hmm. right? He was different from everyone else. Uh, he was the son of man. And then in other places, it says he was the son of God. And um, there's a scripture that, that kind of ties us together. It says, for it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. Verse 48. This is 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, verse 48. The first one made from dust has a race of people just like him, which is us, mm -hmm. who are also made from dust. The one sent from heaven has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. And that is for all of us that have been born again. Mm -hmm. All of us that have been changed and our spirit has come alive, then yes, we still have this, but we are now a different people. We're to see things from heavenly perspectives. Everything changes. God gives revelation. We change and we become better because we become more like who he is. Right. And that's always the goal. And so, um, so he has a race of heavenly people who are just like him. Jesus Christ, the second Adam, he was a new species on this planet. He was a new creation, the firstborn of the new human race. And so we are a part of that. Jesus came not only to, to die on the cross for our sin and all those things that he did, uh, but he also came to show us what it's like to be human, a real human. Mm -hmm. The way humanity was supposed to be in the first place, before the fall. Mm -hmm. um, and so he had this incredible balance of, of love. And, um, sorry, my phone has gone off. Of Did love and... Uh, huh? You got to turn it off. Yeah, I don't even know how to turn it off. No problem. But anyways... Um, Let's go with a little music, music interlude. Okay. And so... Um, and so the, the image of God, part two, the image of God is now being restored. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going through. You know, um, when we first came to Christ, uh, we were at a certain place. But now we've been walking with God for over 30 years. And there are some things that God has done. Yes. To change Hallelujah. us. Hallelujah. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so in Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, we are being transfigured into his very image mm-hmm. as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. So we're being transformed or transfigured into his image. Mm-hmm. So we're becoming more and more like who the Son of Man was when he was on this earth. So we can reflect that. We can be like him. And so today, you know, we're being challenged with two major, major things, major challenges. One of them, of course, the pandemic. This is why we started doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's affected bodies. You know, people have died. Uh, people have gotten really sick. And, um, and yet in the midst of all that, as horrible as that is, there are some things that have happened that shows our humanity rising up. Mm-hmm. One of them is that there was cooperation among all these different scientists all over the world. And they're saying, hey, we need to together come up with a solution. So it wasn't about, hey, we're going to come up with Mm -hmm. a solution and we're going to make all the money. But it's like, you know what? Let's let's cooperate together. Let's share what we're understanding and we'll try to come up with a solution. Because they saw the potential of what this thing could do uh, Mm -hmm. to us, to Mm -hmm. to humanity. And so that was awesome. The ecosystem, um, I don't know if you've ever looked at downtown LA but from here from Catalina Mm -hmm. sometimes you look at LA and you can see like this little brown haze over the horizon Mm -hmm. and it's not there Um, less traffic and they showed some pictures online of downtown LA from a certain vantage point and then uh, two months later it was unbelievably clear it was just amazing Mm -hmm. and so that's happening it's it's being repaired and very quickly actually Um, another thing is that we are more aware of what really matters you know we've slowed down enough to be able to spend time, to be able to talk to each other, uh, our kids, you know, be able to watch movies together, be able to sit at the table together. I mean, we slowed down. We were forced to, but I think it was good for us in the long run. And we are also making meaning connections, which is super important. And so, so that's what's come from coronavirus. Obviously, it's still here. We're hoping and praying that this thing is, you know, comes to a solution and resolution mm-hmm. so we can move forward. Um, but the second thing, is um, something that affects our soul, and that's this uh, this death of um, of this guy George Floyd, and um, that was a racial injustice uh, situation for humanity, and it reminds me of an Old Testament uh, story, uh, Habakkuk, Book of Habakkuk. Uh, he says, "This is the message that the prophet Habakkuk received in a vision: How long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen." Violence is everywhere. So this is Habakkuk saying, God, where are you? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I cry, but you do not come to save. Must I forever see these evil deeds? Must I watch all this misery? Wherever I look, I see destruction and violence. I'm surrounded by people who love to argue and fight. Mm -hmm. The law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous so that the justice, so, so that justice has become perverted. And so during that era in Israel, things had changed so badly where uh, the rule of law was, never, was no longer in effect. And people were deciding what they wanted to do, however they wanted to respond. And everyone took it upon themselves to decide what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so it was causing a lot of dissension, a lot of separation among the people. But God did have an answer. If you read the rest of Habakkuk, you'll see what he did. But, um, but that was the question that he had. And I think that's a question that a lot of us have here. It's mm-hmm. like we're asking, God, what, where are you in this whole thing, in this whole mess? What's going on with with um, those that have been hurt deeply mm-hmm. by this, this killing. Um, what are we going to do? What can we do? And so it's, it's horrible to see a man's life being slowly taken from him. And he's not the only life. I mean, I oh feel my like, gosh. I so think many. it was just a tip of 
I think the, the injustice, I think there's injustice in so many areas Absolutely. of, uh, of our civilization. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you said, you know, last week, you know, when you stubbed your toe, you did that analogy that right now, black life matters, black lives matter because they're the one that seem to get repeatedly over and over, um, have had so much injustice and mm -hmm. it's just been so heartbreaking because those of us that are not African-American white, it's almost like we can say we want to try to understand, but we don't. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to open up the lines of communication and talk to people and say, listen, I'm, I'm not even quite sure I understand all that's going on, but what I want to do is stand with you and I want justice to roll like a river. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's where the bridge becomes, um, where we want to understand their culture and yeah. what really want to understand the hardships and the oppression that, and the obstacles that they've had to overcome, where is a lot of us have never had to. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, women, you know, have been oppressed. Absolutely. And um, at different, you know, when we look in, through history and what has had to have been done for women to kind of rise up. So I think if it makes us, if justice becomes more of a focus, because if one is abused and one, somebody goes through injustice, then we all do. I think as a civilization, it, it will make us better. But um, if we don't learn from it, we don't learn from our mistakes, it's just going to keep popping up somewhere. And Absolutely. Somehow. Absolutely. You know, um, one of the things that, that we, back in the 60s, um, I was pretty young when I was watching this on TV, but there are a lot of uh, marches going on, uh, protests, and they were pretty peaceful most of the time. Um, and, and I remembered um, that there was, that was the cry of the society saying, look, let's just level the field. Let's just make it mm -hmm. right for everyone. Mm -hmm. And even though they'd had rights given to them because they were um, no longer slaves as far as the African-American community, um, but yet still they were dealing with the injustice the society was still heaping upon them. And so they were just hoping for a break, you know, and, and so they were crying out then. And, um, and we've had numerous marches since then, you know, different situations, mm -hmm. different people have been killed, uh, people have marched, and, and, then, um, and then it's gotten, it's escalated, it's become a little bit more, um, more intense, it's become broader. But this one here was very unique in the fact that it didn't just affect the United States and our cities and what have you, but it affected other parts of this world. Mm -hmm. There were marches in France, in Spain, in different countries. Because I think what it did is it took us to a human level. It wasn't, hey, it's, this is a situation that's going on in America. But I think it was like, this is one human being mm -hmm. taking the life of another human being. We went mm -hmm. to a level, I think, that we needed to go to because it's at that place that we mm -hmm. can change where we are and who we are. Mm -hmm. We need to remember who we are. We are created and made in the image of God and His likeness. Every single human being on this planet is made in the image of God. We must respect and honor that because mm -hmm. the Creator Himself has implanted Himself in that person. And so in Corinthians uh, 15, 49, it says, Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, let us also bear the image of the man of heaven. Mm -hmm. So what is our new humanity's response to racial injustice? 
um, I started reading an article, very interesting, um, this word called Ubuntu. It's in, in South Africa. This word describes the very essence of what it means to be human. Mm -hmm. It describes someone who is generous, hospitable, compassionate. You share what you have. This word is Ubuntu. Um, it is Ubuntu that drives many South African blacks to forgive rather than demand retribution of their oppressors. Uh, if you know, you know, they had the apartheid that was uh, horrible for, for many, many years. And all of a sudden there was this shift changing. Things were changing down there. Um, it is Ubuntu that led Nelson Mandela, who was um, in prison for 27 years as a political prisoner. On the day of his on inauguration, he invited two of his prison guards to be on the stage with him, you know, as a, as a show of forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is Ubuntu that led to a peaceful transition in government on, continent, on a continent that had been notorious for bloody governmental turnovers. And when they looked for a way to deal with the crimes against humanity, it was Ubuntu that moved them away from something like the Nuremberg Trials to something called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It seems at the very core of Ubuntu is a true understanding of what brotherhood is. It's basically a word that we would find in the New Testament called koinonia. Mm -hmm. And koinonia is a, is a brotherhood. It's a fellowship that's deeper than just being of the same color or the same family or the same town or the same country. It's something that's deeper than that. And that's what God has called us to. He's called us to live that life at that level. And so... Um, so we need to take that posture of humility. Yes. We need to go from there, recognizing that yes. every single person is created in the image of God. They have value and worth to them. And so because of that, we take the posture of humility before each other. That's good. That's good. So that's how we're supposed to respond. Mm -hmm. It's not about saying, you know what, I don't like to hear all this stuff, or I don't like this organization, or I hate when I hear people, and you start to be bipartisan about maybe some of your political views. The bottom line is, is I read something just yesterday. He said, you know, we keep wanting to change systems. And it, the comment was, you know, should we look at changing ourselves? I think all of us in a position of humility says, what can I do? And what can I do to build, be a bridge? And what can I do to help bring about greater reform and greater justice? And I think change must first start with, within, for sure. Well, I hope that... You enjoyed being with us for this short time. And again, we love connecting with you. And please let us know your thoughts. And I have another uh, part that I wanted to share. The, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm yeah. going to, I'm just because I'm going to run downstairs to open the doors because it's church, right? So I'll be right uh, back up in just a second. No, that's 15 minutes. I know, but nothing's open. So, okay. Okay. so we're to, um, I'm going to share one scripture in Romans 12, 15 to 16. It says, celebrate with those who celebrate mm -hmm. and weep with those who grieve. Mm -hmm. And so right now, there are a lot of people that are grieving in this country. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of things have been, has been brought up. I, as I'm reading about what's happening with what's happened, um, you know, it's, it's brought up some old memories of my own experiences mm -hmm. growing up as a kid. I was just reading an article about a young man who is a repairman, and he lives in Myrtle Beach out there on the East Coast. And, and um, you know, he gets pulled over six times. He averages about six times a year getting pulled over in his work truck. He has his own business. He has a bachelor's degree in electronics and a great guy. Wow. And, and he gets pulled over just because they're saying, hey, do you have any drugs? What are you doing? Are you, why do you have money? And, you know, he gets, he gets pulled over for that. And he says, there's no reason for it. I'm just doing my job. Mm. And, and so it's like, you know, it's, it's a problem that's still here. So we, we need to address this. We mm -hmm. need to be intentional mm -hmm. and not stop, right? And so we're to celebrate with those who celebrate, weep with those who, weep, who grieve. We are to live happily ever after together 
in a spirit of harmony and be as mindful of another's worth as you are your own. Don't live with a lofty mindset thinking you are too important to serve others, but will be willing to do menial tasks and identify with those who are humble-minded. Don't be smug or even think for a moment that you know it all. So it's basically, we need to take that place, that posture of humility. And so that's what the new human does. The new human feels each other's pain. Mm -hmm. The new human immediately responds to help alleviate that pain. And then thirdly, and most importantly, the new human enacts solutions to prevent this from happening again. This That's is our it. opportunity to come together as a people mm -hmm. and stop this. Awesome. Let's stop this. We can't. We're capable because we are. The, of, we have been born again of a new nature. Mm -hmm. We have the Spirit of God who dwells within us. We are recognizing what it is to be human, mm -hmm. as we understand that we are created in the image of God, and we're able to see each other through those same eyes, through those mm -hmm. same lenses. Mm -hmm. So I just want to encourage you to, to be praying about how yes. you can practically get yes. involved and practically make connections to those yes. people maybe that you're not very comfortable with. I want to encourage you to step out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and, and, and start to strike up conversation and say, hey, you know, I, I may be a little uncomfortable, but I really need to do this. And uh, there's some good books out there. I'm reading uh, Be the Bridge, excellent. Uh, they have a website on it, gives you some information. Um, there are other books that I'm reading also that deals with this whole thing. And mm -hmm. I think it's important that we as people come together and say, enough is enough. Let's move ahead. This is our opportunity. And I pray and I hope that you take advantage of this opportunity so that we can move forward and live out the life that we're supposed to live because Amen. we are children of God. Amen. And we're to live that way. Amen. Amen. Okay, pray until a blessing next week. Yeah, let's do it. God, Father, I just pray your blessings upon them. And mm -hmm. I pray that, uh, Lord, that you would give us uh, divine mm -hmm. appointments. Father, of being able to meet other people from different cultures, different backgrounds, maybe even different languages, mm -hmm. and be able to connect at a human level, and that it would be our love that we have for you and each other, Lord God, that that would um, just override any kind of cultural difference or any, anything there that keeps us separated. Help mm -hmm. us, Lord God, to come together. Help us to walk in that spirit of reconciliation. And so we give you this time. We thank you for it. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See you next Have week. Have a great week. Okay.